This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We got some fun stuff to talk to you about today. My name is John. As always, I'm sitting here with Aaron. Aaron, what is up, man? Oh, not much, John. Excited for the weekend and, uh, man, ready to get this podcast going. We got some good information for him today. Heck yeah. I'm super excited about today's topic. We're going to get right into it. Today, we're going to talk about pro wrestlers must exercise every part of their craft. And what I mean by that, I'm going to break down and get into. But before I do, please head on over to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in how to become a pro wrestler and join our private Facebook group where you can discuss all these cool topics that we bring to you on this podcast, all the upcoming stuff we've got in the future and everything in between. You can ask us all kinds of questions. That's right. Us, us that are talking to you right now, you can speak to us in that group and we will answer you back. So check us out on Facebook, guys. So let's dive right into this. We've said a lot of times on here that pro wrestlers must exercise. So when I when you when you hear that, when you hear me say that, you think immediately, oh, you got to go to the gym, you got to work out, and that's true. You have to train like a pro wrestler in the gym. But physical fitness is only one part of this. The body's appearance is just one piece of the puzzle that makes you a pro wrestler. So I'm going to dive back into a few things that we mentioned before. Like I just said, training like a pro wrestler in the gym. You need to look. And you need to feel like a pro wrestler. It makes you happier in the ring when you know you look good. When you look good in your tights, you feel good in your tights. When you go back and watch tape and you see yourself in the ring wrestling and you look like a pro wrestler, it makes you feel better. And you know that you're confident. You carry yourself better. It's just a fact. So training the body, sculpting the body with traditional lifts, the things that you know to sculpt your chest, your shoulders, your abs, your legs, all that good stuff till you look like a pro wrestler. Also in the gym, though, and we've mentioned this in the past, but it needs to be repeated, you must also train to create a sustainable body as a pro wrestler. You hear me talk about your pillar. Your pillar is the synergy between your shoulders, your spine, your hips, and your core, the things that every single pro wrestling match demands. Every single match, every single bump taxes that specific portion of your body, and you need to be training to do things that strengthen that, like the goblet squats, like the, the strength in the front rack and things that I've talked about in the past and that I'm really going to dive into deep in the future, but specifically training to keep that area of your body strong for your bumps and whatnot. Yeah, you got to look good, yes. you got to move good, That's and right. then you need to be as bulletproof as possible when you're in there taking those bumps. Absolutely, because you always hear... Old, the older generation of pro wrestlers say you've got a bump card, and eventually you're going to punch your last hole in that bump card. But I'm telling you right now that you can train specifically to get another card in your pocket, okay? That is what I'm all about, keeping you healthy for a long time. So not only do you have to train like a pro wrestler in the gym, but you've got to train like a pro wrestler in the ring or wherever it is that you are doing your pro wrestling training. And that means true mastery of the basics, you are never going to reach a time where you don't need to train the fundamentals. That goes with everything in life, especially pro wrestling. You're never going to get to a point to where you're like, okay, I know how to do front rolls. I never need to do another one. 
I know how to do back bumps. I never need to practice another one. I know how to do a collar and elbow tie up, a wrist lock. I know how to do these things. I never have to do another one. You're never going to reach that point, guys. Every time you do them, you're going to learn something else about them. And every time you do them, you're going to get a little bit better at them. So training those fundamentals wherever you go under new um, trainers and coaches and whatnot that know different things that have been to different places in the world. Again, things you've heard me mention before. If you can find somebody that's been to Mexico and Japan to teach you the things that you've already learned in America, you're going to get a whole new appreciation for the way those things work. So always train harder than you perform. I preach training uncomfortably. That means training and preparing for things that might happen in the ring. There are all kinds of dangerous, dangerous things that happen in a pro wrestling ring. I have been rocked. I have seen stars. I've had concussions and things that really take you out of it in the moment. And if you can train, and I'm not saying give yourself a concussion in your training. I'm saying drill things. Like one of my favorite pro wrestling drills is to have my students do rolls. We roll, roll, roll. And if you've ever done any pro wrestling rolls, you know what happens. You get dizzy. You get very dizzy very quick, especially if you haven't done them before. So you, we roll, 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 and then I immediately have them run the ropes. Or if they haven't been trained on the ropes yet, I have them roll, 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 get out of the ring and run around the ring. And just trying to maintain your equilibrium when you are crazy dizzy is no easy feat. But you train for these things, so when something happens in the ring, if you get dizzy on something, if you get rocked, if you see stars, and then you have to protect yourself or keep yourself or your opponent safe immediately after, you can do this because you've trained specifically to be able to do this. And that's just one example, guys, but that's something that I'm very, very passionate about is training uncomfortably. So we talked about training in the gym. We've talked about training in the ring like a pro. Also, train your promos. I have gone on at length about promos in the past episodes. Please go back and listen to those episodes. We have an awesome episode about how to structure a pro wrestling promo top to finish. And in the last episode, in the do's and don'ts of pro wrestling, I believe part four, I talked about performing your promos in front of a mirror. So great, great things, great tips, great tricks, but you need to practice those promos. They are vital to your success as a performer. Many, many potential bookers are not going to watch the 15-minute tryout match that you send them on the internet, but they will absolutely watch the two-minute promo that you send them, and they may book you or not book you based on that promo alone. Train your promos. Bank ideas for your promos. If I'm bored sometimes, I will cut a promo on the nearest thing to me. I will look around and see a, a Coke Zero can, and I will cut a promo on it, and it's just for fun, guys, just to keep yourself sharp. Practice them. You can set up a camera and record yourself. I know I told you to do it in front of a mirror. Maybe I'm a little dated saying that. Record yourself in a camera. Let's see what your hands do. Let's see what your body language is. Let's see if you look mean enough when you're talking mean, if you look confident enough when you're talking confident, or if you're, if you're, if you're feigning fear or whatnot. We've got to see that in your face and your expressions. Try multiple different inflections. Maybe, maybe you thought you needed to deliver something soft and somber, and it turns out you need to scream it and yell it or vice versa. But you only know those things if you practice them in front of a mirror, in front of a camera. Watch yourself. Do them both ways. What sounds best? How long did the promo take you? Could you eliminate a line and maybe tighten it up? Is there some stuff in there that you didn't need that you could take out, tighten it up? Can you turn a six-minute promo into a three-minute promo? That's great. If you can do it and it still makes sense and it still sounds good, it's a great thing to do. Great thing, especially if potential bookers would love to know that you have that skill. All right, guys. 
Head on over to Facebook, type in How to Become a Pro Wrestler in the search bar. Join our private Facebook group. Drop us your email. Jump in there. You can talk about all this cool stuff that I just mentioned, everything I've mentioned in previous episodes, and everything that I've got coming, including this last topic that we're going to talk about today. So, when I say practice your craft as a pro wrestler, here's something incredibly important. We all hear about tape study. And if you haven't heard it put that way, tape study is when you're watching wrestling and you're watching it to learn things. Or, you know, you kind of make that transition from watching wrestling as a fan. And, and look, we're always fans. I'm still a fan. I love wrestling. I love getting together with friends and watching wrestling. It's great. I'm a fan for life. But sometimes you have to switch off the fan perspective and go into study mode. You need to watch a match with a critical eye you got to transition into a performer in your real life as a professional, and you need to do that with a critical observant eye on your sport as you watch your matches. When you're watching a pro wrestling match, I want you to ask yourself, why is something being done? Why did that wrestler do that move at that instance? What was it? What, what made that work or what made that not work? Ask yourself, why did the fans react in the way that they reacted? Did they go crazy? Did they go insane? Did they love everything that they just saw after one move? Why did that happen? Did they sit on their hands silently and stare at their cell phones the whole time? Why are they not interested in what just happened in the ring? Ask yourself these questions. Watch them and see if you can come up with anything. Can you come up with a reason why they may have reacted that way? Why they didn't react the way that you wanted them to? Maybe you have debuted. Maybe you have had a match. Maybe you're watching one of your matches. Ask yourself, did the fans react the way that you wanted them to react to what you did? Did you pull off your most impressive, most dangerous, um, coolest looking move? that you were super happy to do and you pulled it off perfectly and you got no reaction? Are you happy about that? That's something that I ask people a lot because I'll have people tell me to please watch their matches. and I love to do that. I love to watch matches with a critical eye and give them honest feedback. And I'll tell them like, well, first thing I'll ask someone when they ask me my opinion of their matches, well, how do you feel about it? And I, I, I want to get their honest reaction. How do you feel about it? And sometimes it can differ. Sometimes what you're experiencing in the ring can feel a little bit different than someone watching it on a monitor from afar. So, so it's nice to kind of meet those perspectives in the middle. But in the ring, he pulled off his move perfectly. But the thing is, the, the fans didn't react. They didn't give him what he wanted. Now, why is that? Was the move not as impressive? Was it not performed perfectly like he thought he did? Was it in the wrong place? Did they not build to a perfect crescendo? Did they not ride that match like a roller coaster, going up and down the turns and twists? And did they build that match to its absolute apex, hit that finishing move, and then let the fans go wild with their hands in the air just like you do on a roller coaster when you're shooting down? Or maybe they pulled that move off at the wrong moment. Maybe it wasn't right. Maybe it wasn't the right time. There's all kinds of different things that can go into that. The reasons, the ins and outs, the whys. Was the match built properly? Did it tell a proper story that people were engaged in, that they cared about what you did? All kinds of different things. And these are the things, this is the critical and observant eye that you have to develop when you're becoming a pro wrestler, when you're watching your own matches and your favorite matches. That's something very, very cool to do that I have done my whole life after I got into wrestling. 
I like to go back and watch those matches that I saw as a kid that made me absolutely go crazy. I like to watch, you know, Stone Cold versus The Rock. I like to watch Hulk Hogan and The Ultimate Warrior. Like, I go back and I watch these matches, Ric Flair versus uh, Macho Man. I watch these matches because I remember as a kid, I was just doing cartwheels. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. I loved it. But now as an adult, I'm curious, why did I love it so much? What was so special about it? Was it the stuff leading up to the match? Was it the stuff in the match? Was it a combination of everything? I mean, you have to go back, watch these things with that critical eye to really, really get a, get a feel for it. And sometimes it's going to take a lot of time, guys. Sometimes you're going to have to watch these matches three, four, five times. And the, the thing that's cool about that is these matches rock. So it's really not that big of a deal. You know, you love, you know, that's that whole, like, um, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. So, I mean, like, if you're, if you're loving your job as a pro wrestler and I'm telling you, hey, I need you to go watch... Uh, Macho Man and Ric Flair have a 30-minute match, you're like, heck yeah, let's go do it. You know what I mean? So you go back and you watch these matches. Try to watch them not necessarily as a fan, but as a performer. And you ask yourself, get you a notebook, get you a pen and paper, get your laptop out. Type down, why did I feel this way? Why did that work? Why did Randy Macho Man Savage hitting his elbow drop at that moment make me react this way? Could it have been better if it would have happened this way? All kinds of things you can ask yourself, and it's a super, super fun rabbit hole to dive down in. But what do you think, Aaron? I mean, um, you know, that's a, that's a really special way to really look at wrestling, but it's something that I think they have to do. No, what I like about it, and I think maybe another tip we, we could add mm-hmm. there is, or the way I'm seeing it when you're explaining mm. it, is being able to look look at the performance and look at that tape study as the pro wrestler, like yeah. you as, as a pro wrestler, and then also looking at it from the fan's perspective. So you're looking at it both ways. You know, you're trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. But I can see you watching it to, to hone in your craft. Sure. Like, man, they were really clean with those moves. How did they do that? And then also watching it to say, man, those fans weren't reacting, and right. what could they have done different? So I love, I love that in there. I think there's you know, two really good tips and two ways to maybe study that tape. Absolutely, man. You're absolutely right. And, and getting all those different perspectives is how you can kind of, you know, you know, you've got you've got the fan, those fans, and as as a professional wrestler yourself, and you kind of triangulate all those emotions, and you can start start to really see, like what go, what's the special seasoning that goes into a good match, like a good performance. So there's all kinds of great things you can look at, um, you know, all kinds of, you know, and there, there's 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 all kinds of rights and wrongs. There's all kinds of different things, conclusions you can come to and whatnot. But I encourage you guys to go out, find some of your favorite matches, and rewatch them from a very critical. Um, an observant standpoint and and see exactly what you can come up with, guys, because it is an amazing world with all kinds of great storytelling, and I want you to experience it in all the cool ways that you can. Yeah, man. Since we've been doing this, yeah. since we started and you know working on uh, getting everything going, I've been watching a ton of wrestling, you mm-hmm. know, old stuff, new stuff. I've been going to a lot of indie shows and really breaking this down uh, with this, and it is just a, a blast for me to go and do right. this. And I think what you mentioned earlier is like where you get caught up mm-hmm. in it, and those are the cool moments where you're watching it, and yeah. you're and even if you're watching it with the critical eye, and you mentioned that right. uh, before the podcast, and then all of a sudden you're in the story, like oh right. that was good, and figuring out what got you into it is, is really that, that's the uh, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, that's yeah. the piece that you got to figure out. And once you can find those pieces, you put it together. It's it's and, and that's it. It's absolutely incredible, man, and and I, I love every minute of it. But that's that's what it's all about. You know, you are a fan, and, and hopefully you always will be, and you're going to get caught up in it. Maybe you got to go watch, go back and watch the match again to really look at it with a critical eye, but that's fine. 
study that match and find out what is special and what did or did not work. So, all right, guys. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And I hope that you guys stay tuned and look out for all the very cool topics that we have coming in the future. And don't wait for your opportunity. Take it. <laughs>